0: What are you going to do about it? That is what I remember the most about the beginnings of Gather. And that was perhaps one of the defining moments. And I've got Adam Keeble and Mike Hyde with me. Uh, My name is Colin Bell. And Adam, I would like to ask you, first of all, what that statement was all about. And you don't need to judge my london attempted accent but that that was what you screamed at me while you were poking me in the chest and you did it repeatedly um and there's a story
1: behind this so it'd be be great if you could tell us what that's all about that was a terrible london accent but um for the purpose of the story i'll let you get away with it and you can brush up on it as we go but yeah interesting one i i think looking at that sort of conversation looking back that really was where where gather started um as a few people who might be listening know, we, we do a, a Christmas lunch that each year sort of become more and more successful. And it's one of those occasions where there's a lot of beer chats. There's a lot of conversations in the room that people are talking about industry. There's a lot of putting the worlds to right. But in that moment of having a, probably a few too many, it just sort of clicked. And especially in, in the case in the conversation we had was to go, what are you going to do about it? Um, I think everyone including yourself, myself, I've just got a bit fed up with it just being what it is um, and being resigned to that fact. So that was a really poignant moment where it was just like, no, let's let's take this into our own hands. Let's really um, see what we can do. And from there, obviously, it sparked a lot of conversations, which to the present day is has created gather. Excellent.
0: Yeah, and I guess this podcast episode might sound like the beginning to many of our listeners, but this isn't really the beginning. Um, for me, it was uh, an unexpected outcome of making my way to something that I just thought was going to be another industry networking event. But it was, it, Adam, you'd convinced me come down because you don't really know many people in that part of the world. And didn't know many of them wanted to connect with a few people, but it turned out to be the birth of something even more. Uh, Mike, how did things
2: emerge for you uh, in this journey that we've been going on for quite a period of time now? So when you, you asked the question when did this all start, I was looking back and it was actually I think about six years ago um, when I first met Adam um, and we were we were involved in a project called Front Nine which Adam was leading on uh, and also the Young Managers Group that I was involved in through the GCMA where we were going to events and it was such a step change from our kind of day or certainly from my day to day in the golf industry, which was, uh, as you described, overwhelmingly similar conversations, a little bit negative. And we'd go to those meetings with the young future leaders of the industry and they were just so positive. You'd come out buzzing, ready to kind of go back into the trenches again the next day. And and from the very beginning of my time at the GCMA, it was trying to work out how do we replicate that? How do we get those uh, that energy from those events uh, into into the rest of the work we were doing? And that was something I I struggled with um, throughout my time in, in my last role there, and then coming out of that, trying to go, what do we create to make that those environments all the time rather than just one, two, three days a year, where everything we do has that that energy um, and that that uh, desire to drive the industry forward, which was such a defining factor of those events. So are you telling us that the golf industry is broken then, Mike? That's <laughs> what so the manifesto says. Um, 100%. And I think we. it was really hard. I've worked in the golf industry for six years now. I started in 2014. And it's um, it was really hard to kind of dis- decipher whether things that, that I was looking at, whether it was just uh, a bee I had in my bonnet, bugbears that were just sort of things that annoyed me and no one else, um, and or whether they were wider kind of systemic issues. And hi- hindsight has been... wonderful thing as it often is in this situation to go actually do you know what that was something that was a wider issue it wasn't just something that was affecting me or those situations I was in and there are these systemic issues like we talked about those conversations that you you have again and again and again and nothing seems to change or going to networking events seeing the same people who you might like but uh, not actually really anything coming out of those conversations so again looking back I think the signs were sort of always there for me but yeah really looking back with um yeah 2020 hindsight from from outside of the industry uh looking at it and going yeah there are fundamental issues that we we're all pretty clear need need changing and, and challenging any good people in the golf industry
0: adam and sir there?
1: well there's definitely a lot of good people in the industry and the frustration is is that everyone's just siloed um a lot of people are head down um they struggle to meet people they struggle to um, really get that energy from 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 outside of their workplace, and um, in in some of the activities that Mike's mentioned uh, that we've been a part of, but even just informal stuff, we've we've catching up with with peers, friends in industry over a game of golf. Um, it, it really um, shows and, and tells that once you, you're able to just bounce some ideas off and, and get a bit of passion back, um, that really is a big factor in. In, in not only the success um, of, of the operation or the business that you run, the department you work in, but also just for you as in, in your career. So it, it was really interesting. And the statement, the golf industry is broken, is, is a punchy statement. Um, there's a few people that have raised their eyebrows and said, do you, do you think that's true? And yeah, I, I, I think as a group and I'll put my neck on the line here and say, absolutely. The golf industry is broken. The game of golf isn't. The game of golf, getting that white ball into the hole isn't broken. But when you look back at 100, 150 years of golf, especially in this country, we've just overcomplicated it. And that's where a lot of these beer chats, these these conversations, these challenges that we face have just come because we've added layer and layer of, of complexity to, to the game of golf. And we're now in a point where we sort of feel like we need to press the reset button.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I would completely agree. There's many, many positive and good people that work in the industry. And and that's why, certainly from a personal perspective, I still love the game and love working in the industry. But the pace of change is ultimately glacial uh, in comparison with the changing pace of society and technology. And for me, it feels far too easy to just fit into the comfort box of status quo once you've been working in this industry for a while, and I can openly admit that that happens still to me uh, when i when I look at project opportunities now, I realize that I'm kind of slipping back into kind of a comfort zone, but you know what where's the joy and excitement in that guys and that's that's why uh, I've spent so much time having conversations with both of you about what we can do about that, and you know if we wanted to make the golf industry booming again we could arguably just focus a hundred percent of resources on marketing to white businessmen between 40 and 65 year old that would be my view um
2: but that's not what the world is about and that's not the way that the golf industry should be just a final thing on the the maybe perceived arrogance of saying that the golf industry is broken um the first time I I ran the idea of gather past someone who is now actually one of our advisors, the first thing they said to me was why just golf? Uh, Plenty of other industries. And he listed football as one, um, uh, all of those industries face the same things that you've you've highlighted it's not universal to golf um, and i know we found um, somebody on linkedin the other day who's doing something quite similar in the, the legal industry um and it's obviously a different set of in- issues but all industries have their challenges so it's not to say golf is specific to having those those issues that we've we've highlighted and i think it, every industry would maybe benefit from their equivalent of gather of having uh, people who are looking to tackle those things Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Mike. And also,
0: I think the one of the things that I am excited about is, and you know, it's going to take us a little bit of time, I think, to to get to this point, is when we bring more of that outside thinking into the golf industry. Because I know it's something that I, again, you know, I've been part of the problem. I've said this probably on many occasions in the past ten years of working in various organisations. Yeah, you know, we need to be doing this stuff, and you know, just never quite got the gumption to do it never you know been able to come outside of the box to do it and never quite met the right people to enable that to happen which we've we've now done between the three of us but there are so many interesting and diverse industries and people that could look at what the golf industry is and would just scratch their head and say why would you do it that way And I have personal experience of that from one of my previous roles where people came from another sport. Now, they were still working in the sports industry, but they came in and they they sat around the leadership table. And within the first two years, the organization had transformed because they just literally said, why would you do it that way? And I think that's what we are hoping can come out, some conversations that will bring in external speakers. And of course, during this journey, if there's recommendations from our community, they're going to be some of the best people that we can bring in as well. So we welcome that from, from our community members. So something has emerged from this. And we had a branding and a name and a development of a concept that came out of this, Mike. From that concept, something born called Gather. And there was also a set of values, which we talk about in our manifesto. and. We're not going to be apologizing for reinforcing these values and bringing them up frequently as we progress through this journey with our new community. Tell us a little bit more about what they mean and why they're so
2: important. I think the key thing for me is that they're, they're not just generic values that you would see in any mission statement. And they can often be when you, you pull up examples of mission statements on the internet, you could kind of copy and paste one from another, um, particularly in the corporate world. Uh, I think we worked very hard and we, this list hasn't actually changed hugely from when we, we first started to put them down, but things about pushing the needle, which I think is probably the the key one for us that anytime we feel like we're slipping, we, we drive ourselves forward and refer to them, but the um, being disruptive with purpose, being vibrant, they're, they are um, positive statements um and but they are they really do represent how we feel and as i say you couldn't just um, drop them into any organization i think that will define how we we behave and how we work and, and how we hopefully um will inspire members to to behave in the same way um i love the list uh, i love when you get into the detail as well just about um creating energetic environments but fundamentally that that tagline uh, which is sort of come across quite a lot of what we've been putting out which is that putting good people in a room makes good things happen. Uh, I think that's kind of a core one that has probably been it's probably the first thing that's that's we wrote down and has been the constant throughout everything we've done and from the the events we've done the Christmas lunches back through from front nine and young managers group. We're not saying we've got all the answers. Um, We know the good people and the good ideas are out there. It's just connecting those people globally as well as uh, locally to make sure that, A, people aren't reinventing the wheel if it doesn't need uh, reinventing, uh, or if it does need tearing up and starting again, that we've got all the right brains uh, and the good people doing it. Adam, we're talking about right off the bat in the
0: values, pushing the needle and being disruptive. The word disruption, I guess, is quite commonly used in the world now. It's thrown around a lot in the entrepreneurial world. Uh, There's many people that I know within the golf industry that have said we should be bringing more outside thinking into the industry and we should be trying to keep a bit better pace with the technological advances around about us. That still seems to be happening at a very slow pace. What do we mean when we're talking about pushing the needle and being disruptive and do we've talked about some of these fears that we have collectively about what that, how that's going to be perceived by the people that we know and are connected with already in the industry, let alone the new people that we hope are going to be listening to this podcast sometime soon and thinking, "Yep, this manifesto and these values really resonate with me, and I want to be part of this conversation."
1: Yeah, and the, the values we've created, uh, as Mike said, they're, they've all got a purpose. They're all really sort our our brand promise and we do want our members to 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 check in with us and 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 chase us if we're not living and breathing them um, disruption is an interesting one in the early conversations we've had with a, a lot of senior people they're a little bit nervous um I think everyone's a bit nervous because um, especially with the value of being fully independent. We're not being paid by anyone. We haven't got anyone's interest at heart. We're going to say it as it is. We're going to call it black and white. And um, if we think it's a discussion that needs to be entered into, then then we're going to do that. So I think the the key takeaway is that, yes, we want to be disruptive, but we're not looking to um, call people out, um, embarrass people. It's actually if people are struggling or things aren't moving at a pace that they need to, Again, another value is collaboration. Where can we work together to to break some boundaries? Um, I think, as Mike said, putting good people in a room is is that key ethos for us, because a a lot of the time we just got to connect the dots. There's lots of good people across different areas, but just not pulling together. So if we can combine all those brand values, if we can be disruptive, um, if we can sort of live and breathe them each day, I think that's going to really start to see breakthroughs and it's not necessarily disruption um, for disruption's sake. It's, it's disruption that's going to have a positive effect for everyone's businesses, everyone's clubs and everyone's careers moving forwards.
2: I think that's a really key point. It's not just, like I said, tearing it up and starting again uh, a few minutes ago. And it's exactly that. It's not saying we want change for the sake of it. Um, it's about we've understand, understood that there are key challenges that the industry and the game faces that everyone acknowledges, just people haven't, been able to either find or, or settle on a solution. And it's about saying, particularly with that outside influence, um, the ideas, particularly from other industries, are already there. So why shouldn't we just, uh, stealing ideas is is absolutely the best way forward if another industry has found a way to crack it. Let's just grab that and bring it into the industry rather than trying to be insular and necessarily um, come up with a new way when there are existing ways to to crack those nuts. So I really like it's it's a bit of a cliche now in golf about evolution rather than revolution, but I think that's absolutely where we're at. Like we've always, I think we all agree, golf the game isn't broken. Um, It's just some of the bits that go around the outside of it that if we can crack those, then we really will be uh, hopefully back on the a path to to a thriving industry. So, Mike, how clear has been the picture
0: for us in the past six months in terms of clarifying exactly what gather should be? exactly what it should be called, exactly what kind of content we should be doing, exactly what kind of events we should be doing, how we should be connecting people. Give the listeners just a bit of uh, an insight into the clarity that we've had over these
2: months (laughs) that has certainly evolved over the last uh, six months is putting it mildly it's been even longer than that I think but um and you just give me a flashback to our naming uh process which I think was about six months in and in itself where we tried to to pin down a brand uh but I think we're, we're really pleased with where um where we settled on gather and i think we'll do we'll dive into that a bit deeper uh, in another podcast but i think to joke sort of every week we have another call and we think of new ideas and and new ways we want to drive gather forward but i think fundamentally we've always been very clear that it's going to be it's going to be content those uh, interviews with leaders inside and outside of golf uh, obviously the current situation uh, around the world has has changed how we're looking to deliver that and so zoom has been our, our savior from that side of things but starting to get out and physically meet some some of those leaders in the next few weeks and also events obviously has changed slightly we we really did anticipate getting uh, putting l- people literally in a room together uh which would have been a nice way to to kick things off but actually again particularly as we concentrate on what a global community can look like online networking trying to do it differently, um, trying to, to lead things like our hack events, um, put a different spin on those those networking-type events, but bringing people together digitally to, as I say, bring those good ideas that already exist and and deliver new ideas.
0: Spears. I'm just going to chuck that word out there because it's something I know we've talked about a little bit. In recent weeks in particular, we're now actually really genuinely putting ourselves out there and saying, We want this to be a wider community. We want it to be a global community. And we've recognized that in doing that, we're going to, you know, we'll probably make a few missteps along the way. Uh, We'll probably say a few things that might ruffle a few feathers. Uh, But we are human and we also have those personal and collective fears about what might happen with this. Adam, give us your top fear.
1: Pop fear is not necessarily sort of just purely around gather. It's just the industry. Um, We are going through a ridiculously hard time at the moment. Um, There's a lot of people suffering. There's a lot of clubs suffering. There's a lot of businesses suffering. And unfortunately, that sort of light at the end of the tunnel we had early in the year or earlier during lockdown, it started to disappear and it's all doom and gloom again. And there's a a massive fear that this industry is going to come out um, the other side in, in a very bad position um and the fear for me and the, the biggest fear is seeing all the talent in the industry just just being lost um and going outside of golf um and that's 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 huge that's going to be a big big issue if golf cannot retain the, the talented individuals that are knocking on the door and, and and pushing the needle so that's most certainly my fear is that look i think with the product with gather with the brand the daunting aspect is we don't know where it's going to go, but it's also the exciting aspect. Um, all we can promise is that we're going to live our values and we're going to keep putting the elephant in the room conversations first. We're going to tackle the big conversations. We're going to create opportunities for people to engage and meet. And what that looks like as a product, who knows? But to me, and I think to us, that's very exciting. But the the, the biggest worry is, is going to be around how the industry comes out the other side and that we don't lose the the good people that, that currently work in it.
2: Mike, anything scare you? Yeah. <laughs> well, that has. Um, no, I think that talent drain is really uh, important. I think that's again one of the places we really we started from was that we um, we were worried about um, a the, the people we'd seen leaving, but but even our, ourselves leaving, was, we were at that position. I think where we kind of thought, well, why, can we carry on? working as as we are I think personally as well is a worry or the fear would be that those conversations that we hear we've, we've talked about happening in, in conferences and networking events that actually people say they want to tackle them but actually it's easier just having those conversations as you say over a beer and there isn't actually an appetite to drive those things forward and I think we all have that desire I think to that's why we're here but uh, and everyone we talk to talks the good game that they want to have tackle those things head on but actually when it comes to putting uh well not necessarily the money but their um their actions where their mouth is that's when we'll see whether there's actually a desire to to make those changes because they're they're going to be difficult they're not easy the reason those the the changes haven't happened is because there isn't just a simple solution to moving those things forward so i guess that's the the biggest concern but hopefully we'll be able to to attack that and facilitate it as much as we can
0: Who the hell are we to feel that we have the right to have these views and these opinions on these kind of things within the industry? And um, people can people can find out about us if they're not connected with us already. We're all open to to being connected with on LinkedIn or any other channel. And and obviously, people can find out a little bit about our background. And we're not here to um, sort of promote our, our past experiences. I I've connected with both you guys because I respect kind of experiences you've had in the industry and we're thinking along the same lines and I like you as people, but who are we to say that we should
1: be the host or the platform for any of these conversations guys? I don't think it is for anyone to say, but I think it's just a case of we're doing it. Um, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We're going to put our big boy pants on. Um, and hopefully um, the stuff that we do people, it resonates and, and again, um, we're going to go on a wonderful, magical mystery ride with Gather. Uh, we don't know exactly where it's going to go, but at these early stages, it's just about um, seeing who, who wants to um, uh, sort of be part of Gather, get engaged and, and push the industry forwards in, in quite a selfless manner to begin with, because um, there's no sort of direct um, benefits, as it were, that's going to give you a certificate or, or, or open certain doors. It's going to be what you make of it but at these early stages um as i said we we're going to do it and and hopefully um people people it resonates i think it's a really good question colin i think
2: we've we i've certainly talked about imposter syndrome in our our kind of weekly catch-ups about well yeah that feeling of yeah can we really put our names to this but actually i i think one we're we're we know we're on something from our personal views. We, we came out of it from different situations and we all basically landed on the same place with the same ideas and the same frustrations with the industry. But also in our, our day jobs or our previous day jobs, I think we were all unique in our um, the contacts we made throughout the industry, given maybe our seniority. So we were very fortunate to, to have relationships with people throughout the industry from every level, from junior through to the very top of the industry. And We know that what we've identified as as issues and challenges is shared throughout the industry, whether it's my background is particularly around clubs, but um, every area of the industry recognizes the the things that we've identified. And as again, that's that that fear and challenge of getting it out into the open and making sure people are actually willing to to embrace it and tackle it. But I think we know enough people share what we think to to know that we're onto something.
1: Adam, anything? I think for one thing to to mention and uh, and this is definitely the proof in the pudding is um we talked about it before it's so everyone and including ourselves we all buy into the idea of changing the industry asking the tough questions trying to focus really on the positives and and bring those to life across the industry. Um uh, over the last 12 months we've been hit by a global pandemic. Um Colin you've lived in two countries. Uh you've moved house what four or five times um you you've both left left like safe employment as it were um mike you've obviously had a few things going on um family wise and if you didn't have the passion to in gather and what we're trying to achieve what the mission is what the big picture um opportunity is then you could have given up a long time ago so i think that's important to know especially to anyone listening to this is this isn't sort of just a, oh, let's do this and see where it goes. This is really a, a passion project. And um, these two guys who sort of sit beside me, they, they could have thrown the towel in a long time ago, but they haven't. So um, who are they to be the ones that, that sort of drive this forwards and maybe you should listen to? Or just just sort of proof in the pudding um, that they're, they're living and breathing it and they're overcoming every obstacle that's been chucked in their way.
0: Yeah, I think the, the global community is really important point that comes out of that. And I appreciate your your lovely kind words there, Adam. That's much appreciated. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed my globe the last trotting. One you get. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed my globe trotting over the last year, but I think it's time just to stay in one place for a little while. Um and we can focus on these gather conversations and our events. And obviously everyone is um doing lots of online things at the moment. One of my fears um is we stay too much inside the box and inside our comfort zone, but but closely followed by, are people tired with Zoom calls, Zoom interviews, and podcasts? And we are literally recording another one to add to the pile right now. So how exactly do you think we're going to cut through the noise, as you would say, um, Adam, to get to the people that are all over the world, that work in and care about the golf industry, have obviously probably all sorts of challenges and fears right now about how things are going to be in the next 12 months. How do we really cut through this so that people can actually engage with what we're doing? Essentially, what is Gather? I mean, we're talking about nice stuff here that people are going to say, yeah, I kind of resonate with that, but what does that really mean for me as an individual person?
1: Essentially, Gather is a B2B business community within the golf industry. Um, From our perspective, it's very member-driven. Um, we are a platform we act as a platform we don't again necessarily have all the solutions all the answers but we want to be and create the room we want to create the room in lots of different ways whether that's through content whether that's through events where we can put these good people into it we can theme it structure it and format it so that it comes up with new ideas new relationships um, new synergies new collaborations um And from day one, you'll start to see um, the types of activities um, that we're looking at to to create those rooms. And um, in terms of um, sort of day one, the content is going to be, again, filmed by us, but we're going to give you multiple opportunities to to ask those questions beforehand. So if we're sitting down with a leader um again we'll, we'll give you the the opportunity because we want you to be that fly on the wall we want you to um feel like you're you're involved so there's going to be lots of opportunities through gather um from day 1 to to very much get involved um and from our perspective it's going to be about iteration we're going to keep changing I'm sure and, and finding our feet and finding our style um but this isn't just us selling our ideas onto you this is about coming together as a community and having the conversations that you want to have so I know from Mike's side, he'll be able to give a bit more of an idea of from a tech perspective how it's going to be delivered um, because that's definitely going to be one of the challenges we face as a startup. Look, our pockets aren't very deep, so we're going to have to deliver all these big punchy pieces, uh, connect people across the globe on a budget, um, but we think we've, we've come up with a really simple, effective way to do so.
0: Mike, are people tired of Zoom calls and podcasts? Can we still be effective in this current world?
2: hope so I think a, a really good example is one of the events we ran over the summer when we ran a, a small beta phase um we had 30 or so members who were were helping us out and and getting a giving us a steer on the direction we should be going in we ran um what we call our hack events um which' we're, I think we're all pretty excited about um with a couple of European federations um a commercial organization um on the other side to talk about how federations can raise commercial revenue um i think we had 10 people in that room that you you moderated and really um, engaging conversation within that that couple of hours some practical takeaways that we summarized and, and sent around all the group after but also we know some of the personal relationships that have been developed out of those events have gone offline and have then spun off into things that, that we would have never envisaged so people particularly with that global angle um, who would never have met um even pre- coronavirus um, in a traditional networking environment getting put together to be able to go well even if it's unrelated to the topic of the event go would well, you know what let's have a chat about that and we know certainly um, I know of, of one new business that has basically been born out of one of those conversations so um, that's the I think the really exciting thing for us is to say and I think it comes back to that idea of who are we to to have these ideas and actually the idea Keeps coming back to those ideas and those people are already out there. We're simply going to be the conduit to to bring them people in the people together in the most effective manner. So I think as long as the value is there in in those meetings, obviously doing it digitally internationally helps. But um, when we can get people together, that'll be a great way to to cement those relationships. But I think digital for now is is such a brilliant conduit to to getting those conversations started. I don't uh, don't think it's something we should be worried about. Yeah, and I think we should definitely highlight. Who
0: a gather member is. I mean, we've talked. To hopefully, this conversation and people seeing our manifesto on our website and starting to see our content over the coming months and coming and participating in some of the events, they'll start to really get a feel for what we're about. But we're, we're we've been talking to uh, countless people that work in the industry at all levels. Some of whom it's seen, you know almost uh, not not daunting, but it, you know it's a little bit scary to put ourselves out there and say, hey, we're we think the golf industry is broken, and we're sending this to some of the top names within world golf. But we've also been talking to people who are golf course architects. We're talking to people who are working in marketing, technology, sustainability, agronomy, uh, all areas of the golf industry players, professionals, coaches. For me, Gather should be for anyone that works in the golf industry who essentially reads our values, sees our manifesto, sees one piece of content, listens to this podcast and thinks, hmm, there's something in there that's kind of resonating with me and hitting the spot. I want to know a little bit more about this. But what is the actual benefit, aside from those that you've already mentioned? Adam, specifically, what
1: would make me – how do I sign up and what do I get for it? So. I- from from day one sign up to be very simple just through our website um we we and to give people a bit of a context of of our model we did start out on a basis that it was going to be a paid for membership um there was going to be an elephant um, an elephant an element of referral um and we all agreed after sort of sitting on it and doing it not even just from a financial aspect just going that doesn't align with our values Um, If we're putting barriers in place, which are either financial or it brings in those barriers of of maybe what we want to get away from, which is that sort of proposer seconder type view. um, That's not what Gathers about. So we have changed the model. So it is a completely free to use platform um, from day one. it will be very easy to sign up via um, the website, which will then get you part of this email networking community. A lot of our conversations will be on social. So you'll see a lot of our content. Um, A lot of the the discussions that we're having um, on social so that people can engage and put their views across. Um, But really, um, the the benefit is that you're going to be meeting good people. You're going to be talking about the topics that are really going to make a difference um, to the industry, to your businesses, to your clubs moving forwards. Um, And again, for that, we're we're asking very little. All we're looking for is, is for everyone to contribute. Leave your egos at the door. Don't sell or spam, um, and you'll, you'll, you'll get opportunities to, to have those really interesting discussions. I know
2: one thing I missed uh, in my previous role was a, a wider collective of sort of feeling like I was part of a, a gang of people who shared my my view and vision of the industry. Um, everything in the golf industry, as uh, Adam said at the beginning, is siloed, and it's pretty much always by industry. So if you're a club manager, you join the GCMA, Greenkeeper, Bigger professional PJ and so on. Um, so you, you had to kind of be strike lucky to meet someone um, who was aligned with your sort of outlook on life and, and the business who was also in your um part of the industry. So we've always said that the product product is important, um, but it's it's a bigger thing than that. It's kind of a state of mind, um, a badge of honor almost to go people who are in this group i already know that, that i'm they i'm one of them or, or they're one of us and we've got a pledge as part of that sign up process which um it's uh, less intense than it sounds but it's just basically saying i commit to to the the movement the values um and it's kind of a way of saying uh we know people are on the bus so the product is important um and, and week to week it's, it's from my point of view I think we're just trying to invigorate people um, get people thinking differently I think the front page of the website says are you looking for a new perspective and I think that's that's the fundamental starting point of everything we do just to every week just provide something just just start people thinking a, a little bit differently um, but at the same time be part of that that gang who's who's moving in the same direction so as
0: the roller coaster of life continues uh, many people I'm sure are, know are facing challenges and have done significantly new challenges and all sorts going on, particularly in the last six months. But this is now the day job for all of us, or is it? Uh, it's not, actually. Um, I think if we ask Mike, we'd find out that he's launched his passion of his golf photography business, and certainly no promotion allowed on Gather, but um, his name is Mike Hyde, and if you're interested, in, he does take some decent snapshots. and He does it with more than just an iPhone. Uh, I do some golf development projects and working on a couple of those in the background, which I thoroughly enjoy. And, and Adam, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: No, still very much CMM. So um, I'll, I'll be pushing that. And, and hopefully that'll give, um, especially gather an opportunity um, where I get to meet a lot of diverse people across the industry, but also the people that are maybe a bit dejected. Um, they're looking to connect with the right people. And that's, to be honest, been one of my drivers over the last, Um, six years of of why I think something like gather needs to exist because I just come across so many good people um, weekly and they're just off the radar and you just know if they were to to meet the right sort of people in industry and know that people like them exist that are passionate about the industry and about the game then that's going to create a whole new opening for them so um, yeah very much um, obviously we've all got our day jobs we've all got got lives in the background but very much committed to, to gather and um seeing how all the other activities that we're involved in, in comes and, and adds benefits and an opportunity for, for the community.
0: Yeah, that's great to hear. And
1: you know, I think it's probably
0: relevant to say here that's probably the reason why we are actually fre- not just friends now, but also working what we're working on together because Mike, you might not know this, but Adam actually had uh he gave me his time when I was going through a few challenges and you know changes of direction in my career a few years ago. We hadn't met before that. And I spoke to him over the phone, not even on a on a video call. And he gave me, I don't know if you remember this Adam, but you gave me probably an hour and a half of your time one night talking a little bit about what my experiences were and, and where I could add value to things. And one of the things you said to me at the end of the call is always stuck. You said, look, knowing what you, experiences you have and how you speak about working in the industry and what golf can really be and how many people it can benefit, the biggest loss would be if someone like you were to walk away from the industry and you said exactly what you said a moment ago, you speak to too many people in that boat. I literally within a week, you sent me an invite and said, look, I'm setting up a lunch at Christmas down in London, come down from Scotland and here we are now.
1: There's lots of little Colin Bales out there, isn't there?
0: (laughs) I hope not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like I, I, um, we both owe Adam our sanity because I ruined a round of golf with him uh, back end uh, a couple of years ago. Um, a very nice round of golf as well that he'd very kindly set up, and I spent four hours moaning in his ear. But exactly the same, he said the right things, and by the end of it, I was pretty much pretty clear as to where I needed to go, and 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 here we are. So, yeah, interesting. And and another thing as well was we all share or well not share, but we've all got five children under five, so that's another kind of common bond that that steals our time. So finding a couple of hours to to record of peace and quiet to record a podcast is is golden. So uh, glad we managed to find that this week. So when we. When we wake wake up in uh, one morning in six
0: months' time, in 12 months' time, and we look back on what's taken place since then, what do you think the landscape is going to look like for the people that are within the golf industry that are also part of the Gather community, Adam?
1: Really good question, and, and I'd love to know the answer. Um, all I think we can sort of commit and say at this stage is, We want to look back in 12 months to say, have we redefined how the industry shares knowledge and have we redefined how relationships are formed? And I think if we can really crack those two nuts, then, as we said, we know good things will happen and opportunities will come as a result of it. And that's really coming back to our mission is is we want our members to be at the the heart of of all growth and opportunities in the golf industry moving forward. So really for us, it's about redefining both knowledge and how relationships are formed. Um, And if we can do that in 12 months time, I'm sure um, not just for our members, but there'll be a a huge benefit for the wider golf industry.
0: Excellent. So what's coming up next then? Let's give the listeners a bit of a, a clue as to some of the first pieces that we're going to be putting out there. We've got some leadership interviews lined up. Um, We're gonna keep them under wraps because we want to give a nice big exciting launch on some of them, but I'm very, very excited by some of the people that we've been talking to that have said, look, we're totally on board very early on in the conversation. um, And and they want to be involved in some of the pieces of content and some of the conversations that we can have some very well-known people within the industry. On top of that, we're going to be running some events, which we're going to start off with on a monthly basis with something called Gather Roulette. And that's your opportunity as a community member to network with people across the industry who are part of the community. Uh, The the name gives a bit of a clue as to exactly how that will take place. And it's a nice bite-sized event that will literally allow you to pour a beer after work finishes on a Thursday, the first Thursday of every month have a conversation with someone else in the industry that you will be connected with for a 15 to 20 minute chat. And hopefully from that, that plants some seeds and you never know where things might go from there. Um, And on top of that, we're going to be doing further podcasts, which hopefully will be even sharper, funnier, more entertaining than I've managed to do in our intro episode today. But hopefully we've set the scene in a nice way. You, Have met who we are, you understand a little bit more about what Gather is and about what we're trying to do and where it's come from. And hopefully, as we say, this has struck a note with you. And you can join us in future episodes. We already have the next couple of episodes lined up and we've got some really exciting and interesting people from various parts of the world who are going to come on and give us their view on the future of the industry, innovation, disruption, what their biggest challenges and and wishes are for the industry to change. And hopefully that all resonates with you as well mike you got any closing words that you'd like to part to the audience
2: i was going to say i know i hosted our when we did a pilot podcast earlier in the summer i hosted that one so i know it's not as easy as you've made it look despite your uh, self deprecation there but you i still think you've got away a bit lightly with just uh grilling us rather than uh, getting some questions thrown at you so i was just going to ask what are you most excited about now as simple as it sounds i'm most excited about us launching
0: uh, we've not, not that any of the community members are necessarily going to be that bothered or care so much about the backstory, which we touched on earlier on, but it really has been like quite a long journey to this point. And I guess everything that we've learned through talking to members and having some outside advisors and thinking about the strategy and thinking about what it is that this should really be, it has all helped and it's all been necessary. And then as happens, all the things that go on in your own personal lives they then influence how you're feeling about something at a particular point in time. And I think we're all super enthused, which I hope has come across today, about what this now is and the conversations that we've been having, particularly in the last two to three weeks, have got me super excited. So there's that little butterfly in the stomach feeling, you know, when you're um you're warming up in the then you're stretching in the clubhouse and you're going at the first tee for the club championship final or you're your Saturday medal or whatever tournament it is that you're playing in and I've got those now because I'm not quite sure exactly where this is going to go and as you said earlier on you know, this could be six to 12 month's time who knows but that's the exciting thing about it so yeah it's um, been a pleasure talking to you guys again today for our, on behalf of our audience and for our audience and I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes and who knows we might all jump together on a podcast again and actually dig into some real current issues in the the golf industry and do it over a beer. But it's been a pleasure. Uh, Any closing words for the audience, Adam?
1: No, I think watch this space, really. Um, And again, give us feedback. um, Check in with us. Um, This is a platform. um, This is an opportunity for for each member to use it how they want to use it. Um, So just collaborate with us. Give us ideas. Um, tell us if we're not living our our values Um, but all we we promise is that we will be living our values day in day out, pushing the needle, um, focusing on our people, being vibrant, being disruptive with purpose, collaborating leaving our egos at the door and being independent so um, yeah keep us in check but uh, yeah, looking forward to it and meeting meeting members um, as they come into the community Excellent, thank you very much thank you both of you thank you to all our
0: listeners we're really looking forward to connecting with you having you in our community hearing your feedback as adam says and we're really excited about the future of the golf industry come on this journey with us